tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You know, I'm a longtime New York Yankee fan. Of course, yeah. I have been in the locker room before, both here and in New York City. Mm-hmm. I have not seen any naked uh, man-on-man shenanigans, although I'm sure some of it exists in baseball. And I would imagine, sports. yeah. Uh, this uh, next guy that we're going to have on the show claims to have worked for the Yankees for a number of years and was let go. He is a gay man named Paul Priori, and he, I believe, does have the AIDS now, Ooh. and he has decided to write a book in which he uh, details sex with New York Yankees players and also a story about stumbling upon two greats, Derek Jeter and Jorge Posada, in a homosexual love thing that ended up uh, with him getting a little piece of ass from both of them out of it. Wow. Is it true? I have no idea. But joining us on the show right now, the author of that book, Abused by the Yankees, this is Paul Priori. Paul, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Uh, I am great. Uh, The book is called Abused by the New York Yankees. When did you start working for the Yankees? Well, I officially was on the payroll back in 1996 until about August of 1997. But before that, I had worked with my father off the book. Did your father work in the clubhouse beforehand? Yes, he he was officially the uh, clubhouse uh, assistant manager under Peachy. And then when Peachy had passed away, he became the clubhouse attendant. All right, so Paul, you're in the Yankee locker room for for how many years? Well, I grew up there as a child from about the age of three or four uh, with my father, but I was officially on the payroll back in 1996 until um, August of 1997. But before that, I worked with my father off the book. And you and and why did they let you go? You say it was because they found out that you had uh, contracted HIV. Yeah, the, the thing is. Um, it, it, there was a lot of different things that led up to it. I mean, first, um, I was subjected to a lot of uh, anti-gay comments almost on a daily basis. Well, uh, but I would imagine during those years, we're certainly not the politically correct society then that we are now. So uh, especially in a male-dominated sport like that, uh, where there probably were a lot of closeted homosexuals in organizations, but nobody nobody wanted to talk about it back then, so you were, what, the brunt of their jokes, I would guess? Correct, correct. Who was particularly mean to you? Anybody that, that sticks out in your head that you can remember? Well, there's a lot of them I can, I can uh, point out. Um, for example, the biggest um, bullies was um, both Bob Wickman and Jeff Nelson, who uh, instigated a lot of things. Um, they would make comments to me that, uh, to the effect that I should be dressed up as a woman and work the streets. Um, if, um, if I had any kids in this world, that they should have their cut off because look at the way my father was when he brought me in the world. Wow. How did they know you were gay? Well, because I made the mistake by getting involved with um, three baseball players, which I didn't set out to do. Right. Um, I don't regret that it happened. The only thing I regret is what happened afterwards. You know, like, one of the players, of course, was, um, you know, rubbing himself and grabbing me and stuff, and I, I believe that people saw that. Which player was that? Well, the the one that I had an on and off 
um, relationship for approximately two years when he was on the team was Ruben Rivera, who was Mariano's cousin. And and was he a known homosexual, or was that something that he only felt he could open up to you about? From what I understood, just for him to open up to me, uh, I don't know what he did, you know, outside of the place. You know, when we were in the clubhouse, he was, you know, grabbing me and trying to be intimate and call me baby and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm sure that people had to hear it or see it. Whether or not they wanted to respond is a different, you know, different situation. And how far did you and Ruben go? Were you dating? Were you having secret sexual relationship, or was it just a little grab assing? No, we we had an on and off sexual relationship for the time that he was there. And was this? It, did this ever take place in the clubhouse? It took place in the gym, in the storage room, in the batting cage, different areas of the stadium. All right, and then and then who were the other players? Well, the other players, it was a one-time thing. It was Derek Jeter and Jorge Posada. How that happened was I was doing my normal cleaning in the clubhouse, and it was towards the end of their first season of being on the team. And they were relatively young and unknown back then. And um, it was very rare for, for either one of them to be in the, in the sauna. And I didn't know anybody was in the sauna because most of the people were packing up to go away for their winter, you know, winter home. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the inside of a locker room, but uh, the guys can be very messy and sloppy and dirty. You know, they throw everything all over the place from uniform to food and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And so I opened the sauna door, like I said, not knowing anybody was in there. And I happened to come across Derek Jeter and Jorge Posada engaging what what appeared to be homosexual activity. Like, like what? Who was doing what to who? They were stroking each other and kissing each other and a lot of other uh, graphic stuff that I really don't want to, uh, you know, say on air because I don't want to offend any of your audience. Well, listen, my audience is not easily offended. I But you have to understand, this is very hard to believe. Posada is a married man. Derek Jeter has uh, been known to, to date many of the world's most beautiful women. He's an, he's uh, So to find out now that he has homosexual sex, that is amazing to most people. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if most people find it hard to believe, but like I said, these guys were relatively young back then. Posada was not married. Right. Dating, uh, the woman who he was telling everybody he was married to. And Jeter was not going out with any of these people at that time because they were very young kids. They were not, you know, uh, to the point that uh, they were, you know, big stars. They were just up-and-coming people. And anybody that knows young people, especially the males, um, we tend to be very uh, turned on a lot easier than the female persuasion. So do you think that those guys are homosexuals or do you think that they were just kind of messing around? I, I believe that maybe it was just an experimental thing between them because of their, you know, being young. As to whether or not they're still doing that today, I can't answer that. But in my opinion, that once you do the deed with the same sex, I don't care, you can date as many women as you want, but once you do the deed, you are still gay. Agreed. If they believe it, if they're gay or if they think they're bisexual or if they think they were just having an experiment, in my personal opinion, I believe that they're gay. So you walk in and what? Posada's going down on Jeter? They're just kind of holding each other? What's going on? They're, they're basically stroking each other and, you know, 
kissing each other and being very affectionate with each other. So they, they almost like they were in love. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way it, it, it appeared to me when I saw it because it it, it it this was not a normal type friendship like you know two guys going out and drinking. This was more than just a friendship. This so when you walk in on them, they're obviously startled. Then what happens next? Well, at first they didn't notice I was there, and I guess the cold air from outside from where I was were hitting their warm bodies, and then they looked up at me, surprised and shocked, and then they immediately said to me, close the effing door. So I did. I continued to go back to do what I was doing, which was cleaning up the locker room. Shortly after they finished showering and getting dressed, they called me over. And then they try to, you know, intimidate me and bully me to say that you didn't see what you saw. And I said, look, I know exactly what I saw. And then they said to me, well, you're not going to say anything. And I said, as long as I'm not forced to. And then we left it at that. Just a gentleman's agreement? Correct. How much did you get to see? Oh, I, I got to see enough. I mean, like I said, it's a little too graphic for me to be... Uh, yeah, but I, you're not going to offend anybody. I, I, I have particular questions. I want to know about Derek Jeter's penis. I want to know, is he well endowed? Did, did Passat, was Passata bigger? Both, well, yes, they both are well endowed, but Jeter is a little bit more endowed than Passata, yes. All right. Uh, is that how you imagined it? You, Mike. Me? I'm talking oh, to you, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm a big Derek Jeter fan. You mean, you're asking me, like, if, if I was to put it in my head how I would imagine it? No. It was not bigger than I expected, yeah. So did you ever, so now that you know that Derek Jeter, uh, as good looking as he is, as young as he is, obviously a little bit of experimental, you never tried to make a move on him yourself? No. I don't know. I mean, if I was a guy, he'd be my kind of guy. Well, because you don't understand, I was trying to keep my homosexuality as a secret because of the, you know, the way the people are in the clubhouse, the way the ball players were. What about, uh, what other players? Any other players besides Ruben Rivera that we might know of that you had relations with? Well, Ruben Rivera, like I said, that was an on and off relationship sexually for the time he was there. Now, with Derek Jeter and Jorge Posada, I had a one-time thing with them. You you had an actual affair with them, or you just the walk, walking in on them? No, no, I had a one-time sexual thing with them. Really? How did that come about? Well, it was that same night, and uh, we were going to a Mariah Carey concert at Madison Square Garden. And they insisted on driving down, even though I kept telling them, let's go take the train down. They had to go back over to New Jersey to the hotel that they were staying in to bring their luggage and stuff because, like I said, they were clearing out their lockers for the season. Right. They came back to pick me up after they got stuck in traffic. We got lost trying to get down there. We ended up in different areas until we ended up back at the warehouses on 149th Street in Grand Concourse. Now, Posada's native language, as you know, is, is Spanish. Right. Peter, being friends with him, also spoke Spanish. I didn't speak Spanish at that time. So I didn't really understand what they were talking about at first. And then they spoke to me, you know, in English, and they brought up the situation of me catching them in the, in the sauna together. And they had asked me if I liked what I saw at first. I didn't want to respond, and then I eventually did. And then um, one thing led to another, and I performed oral. On both of them? Yes. You little hussy, you. 
Well, I like I said, I didn't plan on doing it, but I am a homosexual and I am attracted to men. And, and, you know, and where do you do it in the car? Yes. And, uh, and back then they were very they were very attractive looking guys compared to what they look like today. Now, if it had if the situation had been today, I don't think I would have you know uh, done that because I don't find them attractive. Today. Right? Not not they're not so hot anymore. Mm. So you perform oral sex on both Derek Jeter and Jorge, Jorge Posada. To the, to completion, you finish them both. Yes, until they orgasm. Oh, interesting. Okay, so um, now I would imagine if you had the book is called "Abused by the Yankees." You can get it at abusedbytheyankees.com. Now I would imagine that they probably are. Uh, do they have to contact them and they have to verify this information? I mean, do you think they're going to sue you? What's going to happen now? They're not. They're not going to sue me, and I'm not even worried about that because I don't know if you did the research. Um, when I had my case back in the late 1990s. When I had, you know, brought the lawsuit. Right. There's what they call a discovery process for anybody that sues or is being sued. So they had to find everything that they could do. They tried to dig up dirt on me. They couldn't find any dirt. So how did it end? Did they end up settling with you? Well, they had offered me settlements, which I kept turning down because I was not doing it for the money. I wanted my day in court. So how did it end? The case was dismissed. Then we tried to go through the New York State Appellate Court to get the case appealed, and they ruled unanimously not to hear our appeal. But the, the situation, the problem that, that lies for Jeter and Posada after these accusations is it comes down to your word versus theirs, so there's really no way of proving one way or another. Like, I, I don't know how much of your story I could actually believe. I don't think you have any reason to lie, but I mean, I have to give you both the benefit of the doubt, and when it comes down to it in court, neither one of you can prove it happened or it didn't happen. I understand that, but what I'd like to point out to you is that they were made more than aware that I was talking about this. Now, they had every chance to dispute it. Unless I think the guy's nuts and he has no credibility, then it's probably smarter to just ignore him. I think the person would be nuts or whatever the case is. The point is, if, if you feel that it's not truthful, you're going to stand up. This is uh, Paul. I have no reason to lie. I'm telling this. Well, you're trying to sell. You're trying to sell a book. You have a little bit of a reason to lie. You, if you no, want. No, it, it has nothing. Listen, it has nothing to do about selling the book. Sure, that would help. But the thing is, I'm not telling this stuff because I'm trying to sell a book. I'm telling this stuff because it is the truth. Whether you or anybody else wants, but if you're if you're not trying to make money, doing it for the money, uh, what's his name? Posada's Posada's got kids. You don't need this stuff coming out. I don't if care you, if he has kids. there are a lot of people out there that are, that live a double life that has kids, and anybody that thinks that that's not possible, they're not living in the reality world. What What about Jeter? Jeter there's live. Listen, Jeter has kids that are gay. Jeter lives here in the Tampa Bay area. If he's listening to the show, and you could say one thing to him, this will get back to him. What would you say to Derek Jeter? No, no, I know. I'm sure. But what I'm saying is if you have an opportunity to speak to him, what would you say to Derek Jeter today? Admit the truth that it happened. You you would just feel better for yourself if the truth came out and he admitted that it happened? That's, that's your ultimate goal? That's what you would want? Yeah, I, I've always wanted the truth to come out, and that's the way it's always been. It's chronicled in the book Abused by the Yankees. You can get it at abusedbytheyankees.com. This is Paul Priori. Am I saying that right? Correct. Well, I, uh, I have to tell you, as a longtime Yankee fan, it's a very interesting story. Did you? Uh, I don't know if he was ever there when you were there, but did you ever have anything going on with David Wells? I knew David Wells very well, but I, you know, I didn't have 
you know, any bad things with him. He was very good. They were just, I had heard rumors about him being gay before. Well, if, if he was, I didn't know about that because uh, I never saw any of that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, this is very interesting. The, the book is called Abused by the Yankees. And I hope you feel better that the uh, you know you try and get the truth out there, and we'll see if anybody tries to def- step up and dispute it at this point. I appreciate it very much. All right, thank you for coming on the show, Paul. Thank you for having. Bye. Me. He's nuts. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I want to hear what the guy's got to say. Oh, by the way, David Wells is not gay. He's a friend of mine. No, that's why yeah, I said that. Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.